used to be able to pull that off in Mexico. <laughs> It's February 2nd, 2022. This is Rare Encounter, Encounter number 83. And wondering, is this Crownhog Day? I'm Abel Kirby. And inappropriately touching the monkey, I'm Cold Acid. Get that monkey touched, man. Yeah, touching that monkey, getting those germs. You see, what she didn't know is the golden rule. You don't touch the monkey, you let the monkey touch you. No, you, no, what you do is you spank the monkey. <laughs> oh, there you or go. Or shock it. You remember those you remember those flash banner ads? It's like it's like punch the monkey. Don't spank the monkey alone. Click here. <laughs> that, those banner ads? Hot monkeys in your area ready for a spanking. Oh jeez. You know that that was one of the things that always weirded me out when the porn ads is like hot lesbians in your area want your cock. I'm like no, no, they don't. They're <laughs> lesbians. They're... Why would they want my Why would they want my meat stick? Well, they look at your browser history. Okay, it's targeted. That's what I'm trying to tell you, dude. This wasn't browser. This was this was like the old fashioned uh, dead tree porno p- mags. Wow, I haven't seen one of those in ages. I don't know. I yeah, just I, had I it, don't like... think they're even printed anymore. Does anyone make porno magazines? We need to find I don't out. Think so. Wait a minute, this is Rare Encounter Investigates. <laughs> okay, now we need another jingle. <laughs> Producers, you know what to do. Rare Encounter Investigates the importantest issues <laughs> on the earth. Are there pornogra- list of pornographic magazines? Thank you, United States. And first off, I want to point out, we should know better. There's a shitload of them printed in Japan, and you and I already know that. That's true, yes. Um... <laughs> Yes, the print the print porn industry is alive and well in Japan, uh, just like uh, just like porn videos and discs. Those are those still exist in Japan. Wow, Penthouse Forum Forum is there's they're still around. Dear Penthouse, I never thought it could happen to me. I don't think so. I think they they went. And, I know Playboy doesn't print anymore. I'm pretty sure Penthouse doesn't print anymore. Yeah, Penthouse. I'm looking this up, man. I want to know what it costs. Because, well, let me take that. I'm sorry. I forgot to phrase that right. <clears throat> the Rare Encounter viewers want to know what it costs. Looking up the important things. <laughs> can we still get Can we still get printed smut yeah. tonight on 60 Minutes? One year, six issues for $24.95 per issue. No, for $24.95 total. Oh shit, that's cheap. Yeah, twenty four ninety five an issue. You're not talking about magazines anymore. You're talking about fucking no, professional journals. That's for that's for six issues, one every two months. Interesting. Hmm. All right. There, the rare encounter investigation. Oh, that's true. Most professional journals. Well, no, most professional journals are like are like once every other month as well. Well, compared to, well, professional journals are pretty solid, but compared to other, you know, magazines, I think you'll find more factual information in the porno ones. Yeah, and and while the professional mag- the professional journals may be solid, the porn magazines make you solid. Yes, it's a little trade. So I got in front of me, five uh, percent alcohol. Arnold Palmer spiked. 
pre-mixed uh, cocktail from Wait, the gas station. So they're spiking Arnold Palmer and putting him in cans now? Yep, yep. Just like uh, first they did it to Prince Albert. Now they got Ar Arnold Palmer. What are Pardon they me, do you have Prince Albert in a can? <laughs> yes. Well, you better let him out. <laughs> you said that just like the Grey Poupon guy. Do you ever get... You get those uh, the Grey Poupon commercials in uh, Canada? No, I've never seen one. No, no, where the guy's driving around in the car, and the guy pulls up next to him at the. I think they're at a stoplight. He pulls up next to him. He goes, "Pardon me, would you have any Grey Poupon?" And he like he has a can of Grey Poupon in the stupid car. And he hands it to him. Oh, didn't man. they? Didn't they reference that in Wayne's World? Uh, yeah, they probably made a a joke about the commercial because it was you know exploitable. You know. Hey, Cold, what are you drinking? I have an Ardeal Cider House Premium Artisan Dry Apple Cider. Ardeal. From the Blue Mountains, Ontario. Blue Mountains, Fancy Ontario. fucking cider. Yeah, we have Blue Mountains in Ontario. I thought the Blue Mountains were somewhere else. We have multiple Blue Mountains in Ontario, in different parts of Ontario, even. Interesting. So how's the cider? Little dry, not bad. <laughs> So it's uh, it's no Queen Street 501, I'll tell you. Oh man. Well, you know what today is? The wonderful holiday. It's Crown Hog Day. Crown Hog Day. And did you follow the Crown Hog festivities? No, no, oh. I did not. Well, I I did actually. There was a discussion. I learned something. Is that uh Crown Hog Day is celebrated differently in Ohio? Oh, you know, some people How do you have, celebrate it in Ohio? Some people go to that knockoff groundhog. I don't know, the one in, what's his name, Phil, the guy from Pennsylvania? No, 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 we don't put up with that. We got Buckeye Chuck, the official we groundhog. Got our, oh, we got our own groundhog here in Ontario, too, just so you know. Yeah, but this is... Uh, Actually, I think we got a few of them. <laughs> well, those just live under your porch. This is the official groundhog, but if you look at the sign from the photo I put in the notes... If you look closely, it actually says oh, Ohio's official ground hoe because it's cut off. Oh, nice. Ground hose. So we've got the crowned hog ground hoe is what we have here. Hey, but hey, that, remi that reminds me. How do you know which potato's a prostitute? I don't know, cold acid. How do you know which potato's a prostitute? It's the one that says Idaho. <laughs> God, no. <laughs> Oh, man. But yeah, this... here here we have Wyerton Willie. Wyerton Willie? That sounds like it's from the Hustler magazine. Yeah, we, He's in Wyerton, Ontario. And Nova Scotia has Shebenikity Sam. Shebenikity I think Sam. I pronounced that right. A-S-H-U-B-E-N-A-C-A-D-I-E. -E. That's too many letters. Yes, it is. Jeez. Man, I did a fictional map once for uh, for a game, you know, where you have to draw the world map and everything. And I was stealing little bits of coastline everywhere. And one of the ones, you know, to what I did is I took all my favorite places, I took the coastlines, I put them together. But one of the random places I ended up was actually the that coastline in uh, Wyerton. So I know where Wyerton is because I I uh, traced the coastline once from a Google map. Mm hmm. Yeah, it was kind of fun. Somewhere the the Bay Wyerton of Oman has had there, some yeah. things happen. Well, you know, there's a one uh, red-eyed Wyerton girl up there, so I've heard. Her lover's going into a white squall, so they say. So according to no, the Stan Rogers song. <laughs> oh, it wasn't Wyerton. It's somewhere near Wyerton, though, where where there was like problems with the water. 
Mm. Do they make? Do they have copper wires and wire tin? We're no, I'm pretty sure they have tin wires and wire tin. Tin wires. Good, good, good. Just want to be sure. Here. Oh man. So yeah, uh, God, we're 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 killing it with the with the bad jokes. I mean, this is supposed to be rare encounter, not dad cast. Not dad cast. Well, Buckeye Chuck predicts that Ohio is going to have an early spring. Now the rest of you are on your own. You're not included in this. Uh, but uh, Ohio, well, no, uh, Wyerton Willie also says early spring. Okay, but Shabenki Sam says more winter. So we've actually got like uh, no holds barred. Uh, Groundhog Showdown going on here in Canada. Maybe that could be our video game. Groundhog Day Showdown. You're the groundhog and you have to fight the other groundhogs. I don't know how that would work. The shadows involved somehow. Hmm. Yeah, you, you, you gotta make, you gotta make the other groundhog see your shadow and think it's his. Oh, it's an optic simulator. It's a ray tracing engine and we're going to turn it into a game. There we go. Yeah, it's going to have volumetric lighting, and it's going to have groundhog models, and I'll do the idle animations. It'll be perfect. I could do a good groundhog idle animation. You can also do the music. I'll do the music. You're good at that. Uh, hey, we got so we're cooking with fire now. Yeah, oh, but before man. we before we continue on, we got a few people to thank. Yeah. Uh, uh, for for bringing in some value before the show. Uh, topping it off is. Carolyn Blaney of the Hog Story Blaney's, our executive producer for tonight, who, before today's show, sent three separate uh, boosts of 1,000 sats and one additional boost of 69, 69 sats. Yeah, so she she was really killing it with the boost before the show. Good job. And we also need to thank Cotton Gin, who unfortunately isn't with us tonight he sent in 5508 sats with the message won't get to listen live but hope y'all have a good show well perhaps if he had been listening live we could have avoided all these technical problems (laughs) it's him being away that's led to this i bet yeah i think so i think it's all his fault actually yeah all your fault cotton gin oh boy Oh, by the way, with that 6969 sats, Carolyn also sent in a message. Nico Nico Neek. Nico Nee. There you go. Wait, because I kept I, I kept spamming I kept spamming <laughs> Oops, wrong button. Nico Nico Nee During the pre-show for a while. Does she know what that's from or does she just do it because you like badgered her too? I think she did it because I was just like raping the button. Okay, yeah, probably. <laughs> So just to be like, clear, I assume, before the before it even finished, I clicked the button again, so it was like. Oh god! I was laying down the beats, the Nico Nico knee beats. So there was an element of abuse, is what I'm getting from this. Yes, okay. Yes. Well, I mean, when I'm controlling the stream, there's always an element of abuse. <laughs> oh boy! Uh, do we get any emails? Let me actually. That's email, a good question. email, maybe from a female. <laughs> All right, strong bad. Not that I saw. No, no emails. Oh God, I got a potato pro. Oh geez, I got some, I got a bunch of emails I didn't read. Uh, nothing for the show though. So let's put that aside. Oh okay. Well, yeah, nothing for the show. That's that's what I meant. I mean, I've got plenty of emails. None of them are are rare encounter related, and none of them have been read. Yeah, I've got. Uh... I've got boost. Oh, I got pull requests. I got all kinds of stupid shit in here. Okay, let's read those later. <laughs> I'll sit on those yeah, for a I, while. I'm... 
Hell, man, I was able to uh, I was able to get get some uh, work done on Boost CLI. Well, I didn't do the work. I just complained so that the work would be done. <laughs> so I'm interested in this though. Tell me about Boost CLI because this is a tool I don't use and I need to learn about it. So essentially, Boost CLI is a command line application, as the CLI indicates, that allows you to see boost information for a podcast feed and to send boosts and to even see the boosts that have come into your own node. So what you need what you need is a properly baked macaroon for it, right? And you need to have a SSH tunnel onto your node if you're not running boost CLI directly on your node. Mm-hmm. And then it's uh it's a simple matter of like you say you say boost CLI boost uh, you pass in your message and you pass in the value and you pass in the URL for the podcast feed and it figures out all the splits for you and sends those off. Nice. Yeah, very nice. No need to have a uh, no need to have a podcast app with its own wallet to do it. You can just boost straight off your node. And for for someone like me, I mean, that's what I'd rather do. I don't want to have to have another application that has its own wallet that I have to fund when I've got a perfectly working node that I can send the funds from straight on. Yes, that's a that's a huge drawback to some of these apps that are out there is despite the fact there are ways to safely connect uh, your node uh, to some other application like uh, like your CLI app, but people people don't do that. They spin up a whole new node just for the uh, the wallet for the uh, for the app. And well, no, they're not spinning up but... nodes for the app. They're using they're like usually the app itself. There is a there is a oh, node. Yeah, Ellen Pay, you're right. Right, and you're just you're just passing money into your own wallet, right? So that essentially sends it into that node where it says like. Okay, this this much of what's on this node belongs to so and so. Yeah, that's and the... then and then when you boost, it's sending from that node off to off to the podcasters. That yeah, that extra step is really irritating, especially if you can't get back to uh, a computer where you can do a transfer. Like what what I especially been doing if you're traveling. a cheapskate like me in. Ter- at, not so much in terms of value, but in terms of time and effort. <laughs> if I can just do things straight from my node, I'd rather do that than have to go through all the trouble of, like, on every podcast app I have, set up a wallet and do this and that and the other thing, mm. right? Just to be able to send off value to the people I'm listening to. Yeah. Um, I did some work on Lightning stuff, and it was mostly reading code and studying up on some ideas in JavaScript. Um, some syntax for JavaScript. Uh, I'm not a. I've written. Yeah, JavaScript, you're looking you know? at you're looking at some modifications for your for like your own fork of Helipad. Yep. To do uh, well, to do some fun stuff. Yeah, I don't want to tilt the my hand right here. You know what? You know exactly what I'm trying to do, but I don't. Yes, want to tell and you I'm not going to. Don't worry, I'm not spoiling it on you. This is our shtick. We're going to do it. And you're not going to know about it till it's done. Uh, but I found out all the components I need to modify are in the JavaScript side of Helipad. And I breathed a huge sigh of relief because I did not want to have to deal with Rust. And it seems like all I have to do is uh, edit some code and then get that file onto my uh, onto my node, which is trivial. 
to test and deploy it. So my fork yeah. is going to be a lot simpler than I than I thought, and uh, I don't know if it'll be done next week, but I'm certainly going to be working on it, and I'll keep you in the loop, uh, and everyone else will find out when it's done exactly what we're doing. But it's a really cool thing, and you, uh, you, you can all guess, but you'll never really guess. Yeah, speaking of which, I might have some code contributed to Helipad over the weekend if if Dave or somebody else doesn't get to it before me, but... I was I was telling them that the, these timestamps that are shown on all the on all the boosts they should be updating because what you'll find is you get a new you get a new boost come in and you don't refresh and it just stays that static like 18 seconds ago or whatever right so yes. then you get another one in and it says the same this is the same sort of thing right and uh, and you know it's just like well that sucks yeah, uh, there's a lot of ground. To, there's a lot of things that need to happen. Uh, well, another there, thing I a... want to do is I want to I want to stick a, a title attribute on the on the timestamp label so that when you hover over it, it'll actually show you the actual date and time as well. Yeah, I've got some Python but, uh, tools. Yeah, I figure I figure if Dave doesn't take care of that himself, just adding that in, then. I'll write it up and PR it because that's going to be completely JavaScript as well. Yeah. And it's pretty basic shit, really. Yep. So we've got some uh, some real news topics to cover here. Uh, do you want to start with the let's? It's the potato news. Oh yeah, yeah. We gotta we gotta start with that, of course. But we need a few good taters. Potato news on Rare Encounter. Potatoes. All right, Do you got... want to start with yours, or should we start with what was sent into us by Dame DeLorean? Yes, that is right. We have two potato news stories. I'll do mine first. Mine has a little bit of a clip. Uh, this was a little recording of a professor from A&M. Um, in... It's uh, Professor Dr. Tatiana. I can't pronounce her last name. They just call her Dr. Tatiana, which I think is Let me is Let me good. give it a try. Go ahead. Erkomova. Erkomova. Gesundheit. Erkomova. Well, it, the, the K-H is really a, more of a guttural H. I can, I can tell I can tell that this is a Slavic name. If if she was a man, it would be Erkomov without the A on the end. Aha. And yes, that KH, that KH is what my last name is supposed to start with instead of CH. Aha. Really? But no, that's not how they, that's not how they transcribed my name, how they Romanized it. That happened in, uh, uh, in my family tree. There was a, the, the given reason they had migrated down from Canada, I won't say the last names on the on the podcast, but they had migrated down from Canada and they had changed it from one to another. And the given reason was they thought it sounded too Canadian. <laughs> that hey, was the our official name reason. sounds a bit too Canadian. Hey, eh? I bet we should change it. So they picked Yeah, a, that uh, sounds good. Hey, eh? let's change our name, make it sound more American. Hey, eh? Eh? yeah, that's what it is. Uh, so this, uh, professor is discussing kinematic physics kind of at a freshman or a high school, maybe even an AP level. It's not clear what she's doing. I guess it's at A&M, but you never really know what level they're teaching at, but it could be like freshman physics semester, you know, where you just re redo the high school curriculum <laughs> is what I think they usually do. But anyway, 
um, she's demonstrating the idea of inertia, and what she has is a big potato. And she has a knife, and she drives this knife through the potato in an active ah! potato murder. <laughs> so die a potato for murder. And the question is, with the knife uh, somewhat impaled on the potato, if you then, uh, on the handle, holding the handle, and you take a mallet and you bash the handle of the, the knife while holding it in the air so it's not like on a counter or anything. You're just holding the knife with the potato hanging off it, and you hit the handle of the knife, what happens? Does the potato fall off the knife? No. No. Why? Because, well, I'll let her say it. Here's the... You insert a tip of the knife into a large, heavy potato. Now, if I take a mallet and I hit the handle, will the potato drop? Let's check. The blade went deeper and deeper through the potato because the potato is inertial. It didn't have time to move. The potato is inertial. The potato is inertia, is what I heard. That's what she said. The potato itself is inertia. Yes, the potato is inertia. I think she said inertial, but yeah. So yeah. this is a fun little physics demo involving uh, injuring potatoes. Now, potatoes, I think, potato. are, I think, are fine to cut up. I have no problem with processing potatoes, so I can't complain about putting a knife through one. Uh, in fact, yeah, but I mean, do, doing it just like doing that, just like this. I mean, it's one thing when you're slicing up a potato to make a meal out of it, or like you're making fries, or like you're splitting the potatoes so you can do like the stuffed potato or something. It's a whole different thing when you're like brutally stabbing it, like uh, like you're what's his name in Psycho. I think the only thing she's missing is a fork. That's what I think. I ain't no potato ethics committee member, you know? I think a uh, knife through a potato is fair game. That's what I say. That's what my granddad always told me. Oh, man. Uh, so that was the first one. That was just a little demo. I liked the clip because I liked her accent. And I liked how at the end when she says the potato is inertial. You put in deeper through the potato. Because the potato is inertial. Yeah, you go. That's my the favorite potato part. is inertial. That's just the way she says it. Also, also, I mean deeper and deeper into the potato that just that just sounds naughty <laughs> yeah it's deeper and deeper into the potato it's a drop let's check is she gonna hit it the blade went deeper and deeper through the potato yeah giggity, giggity. yeah good job all right i think we got a, a <laughs> submission potato news submission this time yes we got we got a submission from the uh, lovely dame delorean about some potato news well not exactly potatoes, potatoes, but uh, mashed potatoes, there was a uh, a potato fight, a mashed potato fight in a German prison. Uh-uh. <gasps> yeah, now usually, usually when you think of, when you think of, like, women fighting in some sort of, like, creamy thing, you're thinking, like, mud wrestling or jello wrestling, right? Okay. You're not thinking mashed potato wrestling. I don't know. I bet but I that, know. that's apparently what happened uh, on. It was reported last Wednesday, the twenty-six, that these two female inmates at a German prison who were cellmates uh, started throwing po- mashed potatoes at each other, and then from there they uh, started actually throwing their entire plates of food at each other. Okay. And, well, unfortunately, there's no pictures to go along with this, so can't say if they're, like, actually, like, hot 
female prisoners like in those exploitation films or if they're like East German women who like have beards on their beards. I'm thinking having a food fight and looking like a couple of Arnold Schwarzenegger's with tits. I'm thinking hot Nazi dominatrix with like leather and uh, a whip. That's what I think. So yeah, exploitation film, <laughs> exploitation film, women's prison. Some, something from 1990. So, something from 1973. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Something you'd see in a magazine, like one of those gross magazines that no one reads. Giggity, giggity, giggity goo. <laughs> uh, no one reads, but they look at the pictures. I wonder how how much mashed potatoes you'd have to make for like a for like a proper mud wrestling fight with mashed potatoes instead of mud. Oh, uh, the capacity of a little pool of a swimming pool, like a little uh, little kiddie pool, I think is what they wrestle in. Uh, that, that's what I'm yeah, told. So what uh, would that be like? How many? <laughs> that'd be like what? At least a hundred gallons, wouldn't it? Of hundred gallons of potatoes. I don't know what the capacity. Hundred gallons of mashed potatoes. That's right, they're less dense after they've been mashed. Interesting. We can put one in your backyard. And then, and, af and then afterwards, then afterwards, you can fry it up for that, uh, for that, like that Swiss uh, fried potato treat. <laughs> we'll leave it out in the sun, and we'll get a big potato knish. That's what we'll have. <laughs> oh man! So thanks to Dame Delorean for sending in that delightful prison fight news. Uh, now we know. Uh, and knowing man. is half the battle. And knowing is half the battle. Good job. I hit that one a lot. <laughs> the, uh, well, we got a couple uh, random things to discuss here. Yeah, you brought in some nightmare fuel. <laughs> I did? What, you now, did. This is a little bit of a rerun because a long time ago we covered a story from, I think it was suggested by Fletcher, actually, about a Furby organ like you play, it's a Furby, the musical organ. <laughs> you know, it, it was controlled by. Yeah, we're not playing Furby organs. That's <laughs> that's a little too kinky even for us. Uh, so so modified Furbies is right down our alley. That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, but I was, I have recently been informed there is such thing as a long Furby. Have you ever heard of a long Furby called? I've heard of long cat. But a long until Furby. until I checked your notes today, I had never heard of long Furby. <laughs> and after seeing the pictures that you put in your notes, I never want to even think of them again. Now these are available for sale on Etsy, and I'll put the little link in the rear encounter uh, thing, and I'll put it in no agenda, I guess, too, and then you can all take a take a gander at what these things look like. Um, they are modified Furbies to have different kinds of bodies. And the most common thing that they do is elongate the Furby. So instead of being a little uh, little doll that sits on your desk, maybe six inches tall, uh, they'll, they'll make it like a snake, like it's 10 feet long, and have it wrap around your house. So these, uh, yeah, there's nightmare fuel involved. It's like a mad scientist made a Furby, you know? Yes. Hmm. Uh, Furby spider mixie. Yeah, that little Furby... The Furby spider is kind of weird because the photo I put in the notes is the, it's like a Furby snake with legs. It's very hard to describe. Put fur, you didn't put the Furby spider in the notes that I saw. Uh-oh. Well, the one you I... had other ones and there, one was like, one looked like some sort of like Furby caterpillar. Yes. And the other one, the other one is just like, is just like 
I don't know, body horror. It's like <laughs> stretch all the way around the window. It's got a bunch of legs at one end and you can't even see where the other end is. Yeah, this is straight out of uh, one of those horror mangas. Like uh, It is. Like, like this, is, this is the sort of shit you'd expect to see if, uh, oh, what's his name? The, sp- the, Juna the spiral dude. Yeah, Junji Ito made made like a Furby manga. That's what we need. We need to commission Ito to make a Furby manga. No, no, we don't. <laughs> no, no. Yo, that's the villain in the. <laughs> that's the villain in the uh, uh, the Groundhog no. game. You're no. the gro- you're the Groundhog, and the the long Furby is hiding in the hole. He's gonna jump out and get you. Please, no. Watch out no for the more. long Furby. No more. Uh, you can also buy these cards on Etsy. They're MILF cards. That's man, I love Furby cards. <laughs> I'm sure that's what they are. Yeah, that's what they say. Did you see that other thing that I that I linked in the channel? There's the sexy Furby sticker. What? It's a it's a Furby with lipstick on Whoa. and fishnet stockings and high heels. A Furby? I. Going up, uh, it must be the earliest one. Yeah, I see it now. Sexy Furby sticker. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's that's disturbing, but in a whole different way. Uh, the Furby's pronouns are they, them, according to the sticker. <laughs> yes. And I also, who's posting Thomas the Tank Engine stuff? That what was, is that this? was Carblane's Carolyn Blaney. Oh, no. Mita says that Mita says that we have to add Furby news onto our show <laughs> alongside the potatoes. I don't think we could do that. I might get a Furby sound for my soundboard. That might be a little much though. Those things are annoying as hell. Remember when they were in Vogue and Vogue and they had that one season where you could you couldn't buy one. They were sold out of every store, every Toys R Us. They were the original Tickle Me Elmo. No, they were after Tickle Me Elmo. Or was it the other way around? Was it Tickle Me Elmo that came out first, Tickle, then Furby? Tickle Me Elmo was before Furby. Pretty sure about that. Yeah. But you get the same You get the same sort of thing. Yeah, there's like, everybody wants them, you can't find them anywhere. Yeah. By the way, did you ever see that, like, creepy, fake Japanese Furby commercial that included, like, the sacrifice to Satan and everything? What? No. I'm I'm putting that in the show notes. It's uh, 52 seconds long. I can play it if you want, but really it needs to be seen to be believed. Does it have useful audio, interesting audio, or is it just like an orchestral soundtrack that no one can tell what's going on? Let's find out. on a pentagram, being fed itself, uh, burning on an upside-down cross, demons, uh, sac- blood sacrifice on the altar, eyeballs, snakes, more fire, uh, goat head. Uh, there was even mass graves in there. Oh, cool. Oh, wow. That was exciting. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's going in the show notes for uh, anybody who who found that the long Furbies weren't enough to scare them awake for the rest of their lives. Oh God, that was uh, that was interesting. The sacker, the Furby on an upside down cross. How do you cru- on fire? On fire? How do you, on an upside down cross? How do you crucify something with no hands? They found a way. <laughs> Oh, Japan. Japan found a way, huh? Well, it wasn't actually from Japan. Like I said, pseudo-Japanese. This was actually by some guy on YouTube who goes by the name Mike Diva. And it's actually, like, almost 10 years old. Wow. (laughs) Really digging at the, uh, going back to the well then, huh? 10 years old. Dude, you brought up the Furbies. Well, mine and then uh, you brought up Furby Nightmare Fuel. I had to bring this up as well. My, this because stuff. this is when I think of like Nightmare Fuel and Furbies, this video is what always comes to mind. I mean, when you see Sausage Furby holographic vinyl stickers for 283, those are they're selling fast, but they're still here. A decade ago is long gone. Well, a decade ago is come back. <laughs> And not in pog form. Well, a decade ago... Not came, like Alf. A decade ago came back for me when I was watching uh, anime the, this weekend. And this week. Uh, because I sat down and I thought, you know, I should probably go catch up with all that shit that I was supposed to be watching and didn't because I was moving and all that, all that stuff. And instead of doing anything, like watching a new show that I could comment on, you know what I watched? You watched Strike Witches again. I watched again. Strike Witches again. <laughs> Uh, I watched 10 episodes of it, of just season one. The Blu-ray version, by the way, which is the, the best one. But this time I uh, I was watching it in English, uh, which I'd never done before. So yeah, I didn't get any clips because there's not. Aww. Yeah, unfortunately. When you watch dubs, not... you got to bring clips. That's just, that's just the rule now, okay? I've just been so blasted by uh, by work and life and everything lately. And now... We have this big snowstorms blowing in, so maybe I'll get back to it tomorrow if I. Oh yeah, I the snowstorms. Yeah, we're sh- getting more snow here too. Of course, it was it was three degrees and raining today. Mm-hmm. So you know what that means when it freezes overnight and then it all gets covered with snow. People are going to be like going out of their houses, going into their driveway, and slip and crack. There goes your neck. Yep. So uh, expect those. Uh, Urgent care centers to be full of people with, uh... Who turn out to have COVID, even though that's not what they're there for. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's it. You slept, you, uh, you died on your driveway after hitting your head. Oops, sorry. Yeah, after COVID. after cracking your neck, slipping on ice under the snow. Yep, it was COVID death. Yep. Well, yep you yep, see, yep. I saw him cough right before he fell over. <laughs> <laughs> it's the... <laughs> The extra cough propelled him backwards, and he lost his balance. And uh, anyway, that's that. Yeah. At least it's not going to be like last week's snow snowstorm, where even now the the foot of my driveway is just wide enough for me to drive through. If so, it turned out uh, the battery is what shot. Mm. It has just enough power for the accessories. It doesn't have enough power to lift the back gate. And, of course, that means it doesn't have enough power to run the starter. Ah, that's terrible. So tomorrow, my brother is coming by after work, and we're going over to Canadian Tire to buy a whole new battery for Canadian Tire! That's the big store, isn't it? 
Is that the... Uh, yeah, it's huge. Yeah, Canadian Tire is something. Why don't you tell everyone about Canadian Tire? I don't think everyone knows about that. Well, I'm sure some of the people in here know about uh, that. I'm Carblanes sure that knows. Servo and Carblanes know all about it. You, that good old knows, crappy tea. You've got to go to... Uh, just explain what it is for a second. It's, uh... It's, well, it really started off as, like, the automotive equivalent of a department store. Mm-hmm. And now they, now they're like a cross between that and the, uh, like the home, the homewares section of Home Depot. Like you can get, you can get appliances there and camping stuff, right? Outdoor, outdoorsy stuff, stuff for your house, stuff for your car. You don't get the construction stuff like you would at Home Depot. Mm. But uh, yeah, you want, you want stuff for your garden. You can go to Canadian Tire. You want uh, you want tent or a kayak or canoe? You can go to Canadian Tire. You want pots and pans, vacuum cleaners, Canadian Tire. You want your oil changed. You want your tires rotated. You want a fresh new battery. You want wiper blades. That's where I go for wiper blades. They got all that shit. And the thing the thing is that that really made Canadian Tire such a notable thing is they used to print their own money really there's I canadian tire money that you would get it would be like you'd make a purchase and you'd get like maybe one percent of what you spent back in canadian tire money that you'd be able to go and use at face value on future purchases oh lord get the micro economies working in there you know that's great and it's uh and i I still have, like, a stack of Canadian Tire money, but nowadays it's all the fucking plastic cards, right? Where it's like, oh, this is your Canadian Tire account, right? You don't get the, you don't get the Canadian Tire money anymore, even if you pay with actual cash, which is, which sucks. Yeah. I've never... Yeah, there were, there were, like, there were people who would, like, gather up and, like, trade for Canadian Tire money and they'd they'd go into Canadian Tire and they'd buy something expensive, and they'd pay it all off with like eight hundred dollars worth of Canadian Tire money. You know, I'm sure there's some warlord in Africa who has a big stock of this stuff, and you know that's what they fund their their militia. That's what they fund their army with. You know, you it's used Canadian to be tire. able to go to go places overseas and and get people to accept Canadian Tire money as actual Canadian currency. And well, at least for wow. the first time, because when they go to the bank to exchange it for like their local, their local like <laughs> poverty bucks, they're like, "No, this is not real money." <laughs> this what? So what country are you going to? Stupid, stupidistan? Fuck! You could do that. You used to be able to pull that off in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> now you have to actually go as far as Guatemala to pull that scam. Oh well, you know. Chives of change. And actually, a lot of a lot of small shops in rural Canada, you'd be able to use Canadian Tire money there at face value because they would often go to Canadian Tire for all their own stuff as well. So for them, it was really no different than actual Canadian money. Yeah. Well, I ran into some Canadian money. Uh, as you know, I am a laundromat man. It's my new self-identification. Yep. That's that's how I describe myself these days. I'm a man of the mat. And, and anyway, when you're a man of the mat like I am, and you pay, you run corn-operated corn laundry all the time, you 
you come to notice how many Canadian quarters that you have, uh, specifically because the machine doesn't take them and they spit it back out at you. So I have a small collection now of all the Canadian quarters I never noticed were just floating around. I actually have one in front of me with the the old bag on the front and a uh, looks like a fish and a tree and a storm cloud on the back. And, uh, you know, it's... You used to be, we've talked about this before, but you used to be able to spend Canadian dollars, not even Canadian tire dollars, just regular Canadian dollars for face value. Or Canadian coins most often. Usually, I think you still can at gas stations and other places where there's an actual human on the other side of the counter. Oh. It's, only the, it's only the machines because they work not on like looking at what's the diameter of this coin I'm being handed, but rather the weight and electrical conductivity. No, we used to, they, they stopped doing that. Uh, because when I really? was a kid, now they're, now they're actually checking that your quarters are American right. quarters and not Canadian ones. When you go buy a chocolate bar, we used to have a lot of Canadian nickels and dimes and quarters on uh, circulation in New Hampshire when I was a kid, they just show up all the time. And you'd always get one and say, ooh, it's a Canadian one, and you kind of put it aside. But the uh, the thing was, in the gas station that we had, they had this bin by the checkout, and they had the one-cent candy, the five-cent candies, and the ten-cent candies, and candy cigarettes, and all kinds of things you could buy. And the five-cent candies, you could buy with a Canadian nickel. And so I would go, and I'd have a nickel, and I'd give it to the guy, and he'd say, oh, you get a candy, okay. But one day... This guy, this motherfucker, I gave him the nickel. He said, I can't take this as a Canadian nickel. And I didn't have another nickel. Oh. Okay? And I've never, maybe I've just never let this thing go, but it used to spend just as well as a normal nickel. That's what I'm trying to say. You know what? You should have gone to Maine. I bet you there, Canadian coins are still treated at face value. Because, I mean, on, on one hand, like... Most of Maine is essentially Canada anyways, just on the wrong side of the border. They're just happy to see anything that looks like money there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, they're just happy to see something that doesn't look like a fucking moose or deer or <laughs> other wildlife. Hey, no, I've been to Maine. They're just happy you didn't try and pay with drugs. <laughs> <laughs> they're just happy to see other people. Uh, yeah. You know, there's... Uh, Frontier territory, I know you have that in Canada, but there's not a, a ton of it in America. And Maine has some. I was surprised to find that out where the population density is so low that they consider it frontier territory. It's kind of Well, odd. yeah, I mean, I mean, they got population density that's like, what, only slightly higher than Alaska's? But New England, you, expect, you hear the word New England or the words New England, and it makes you think of, you know, these densely populated things like... You know, hanging out in Boston oh, and all that. But. Dude, Maine is only considered New England because before 1820, it was part of Massachusetts. <laughs> That's true. Uh, there used to be a... Before 1820... <laughs> I like what Netneg said in the chat. Maine, we still accept beaver pelts. <laughs> well, you know, they got that Kittery trading post. I don't think you can really trade beaver pelts there, though. But you can buy up. Well, I don't know. Can you I, bet, I bet you could. You know, you know, I think I mentioned it last week, but I'll say it again. Hudson Bay Company still has to give the queen a beaver pelt every year. Or is it two beaver pelts? Uh, two beaver pelts. What she use them for? I don't know. To, she probably sells them. Maybe she uses them to uh, puff her muff. And we'll just let uh, that joke die. I don't know. <laughs> no, no, I started, I started, looking, I started looking this up. Uh, there's, there's actually... On the HBC Heritage website, there is a 
teacher resources about the beaver pelts. <laughs> okay, tell me. And tell it's me got more. headings like in history, characteristics, beaver hats. Beaver hats are good. I yep. like raccoon hats better myself, but that's just me. Well, up here in Canada, it's all about the beaver. It's all about the beaver. And that's a stamp. That's a stomp for sure. Oh, yeah. What am I reading? On? I opened No Agenda Social by mistake. <laughs> Every time I open that, there's always some weirdo post that surprises me, which is it, funny because I... I it I, still it still surprises you after all this time? It's weird because i also on Rare Encounters, so you'd think I'd figure it out by now, but we're, uh, every once in a while, it's some weird shit. Right? Oh, my God. So when this, uh, this storm comes around, uh, I'm trying to guess if I'm going to lose power or not. A lot of people seem concerned. And a lot of people are worried about if it'll be a level one, level two, or level three storm. And I had no idea what that meant in terms of, uh, this, oh, it's a, if it's a level three, you can't drive. Do you know what these designations... What? Do you know what these designations are? Level one, no, level two, No, we level don't three? have anything like that here. Well, I've never heard of this before. This is some Ohio bullshit. They have. It the, must be because I've never heard of anything like that anywhere in Ontario. I'm pretty sure they don't have anything like that in Michigan, or in Minnesota, or any of the other states that are bordering with Canada. So the what? Here's what happens in Ohio when it snows. The sheriff of each county posts on their website a little card that says. A level one declaration or a level two uh, snow warning or a level three snow warning. And depending on the level, your freedoms might be restricted. That's stupid. If you're, if it's. What do you mean your free? What the fuck? They can't do that. If you're. You have, you have constitutional rights. They can't stop you from traveling around. That's, just because, just because it's snowing. That's what I said. And so they say, well, uh, we're going to close the public roads. And because we have the power to do that, we're going to close all the roads at once with, uh. Uh, there's no nuance or consideration for your your uh, your needs, uh, but what we're going to do is you could get a ticket or get arrested if you're caught driving in a level three when a level three has been declared in your county. It's total bullshit. That is total bullshit. Yeah, and, yeah. Like like Carplane says, you're gonna need a convoy. We're gonna need a convoy. That's what we need. Let's get Mad Max up in here. We we got we got convoys all over the place now. We're, there's going to be a new convoy going to going into Toronto this weekend. They're going to go protest at uh, Queens Park, where the Ontario Parliament meets. Mm. We're going to shut. We're going to. They're going to shut down downtown Toronto just like they did downtown Ottawa. Honking all the way. Honk honk honk. There you go. I no. was actually. I was actually. I actually meant to look for like some honk clips that I could bring in. Like, just, just, like, ISOs so that I can, like, push a button and it goes, honk, like a goose. Honk. I don't know. I've got a honk. Let me see. Can I play a honk? That's a car honk. Here's a truck. No, that's not a goose honk. Well, that's a trailblazer. I got a Honda Civic honk. That's not it. What am I looking for? Police car, motorcycle. Motorcycles don't honk. What? Um, I'm sure they do. Well, let me listen. Oh, uh, you know what? Yeah, they do. They sound just like that. Hmm. Small oh, here, here, here's something. That's like a goose. Horn. I got a police. Yeah, car. air horn. I got an air horn. Air horn, air horn, air horn. Ooh, that's kind of nasty. 
All boats in. <laughs> no, I don't see that. I don't see a big truck honk. Oh, goose is honking and moving around the yard. There you go. Let's put that on in the background. Here we'll have the honks in the background. Listen to those. Watch those goose. Hey, Cole, do you see that goose over there? Yeah. I'm going to cook that one for dinner. He gets over here. Stand still, you fucker! There's the goose. Sounds like you didn't get him. No. The goose is still loose. Here, I found I found goose honks on my instance. Let's hear some of these. Ooh. <laughs> it's kind of... Here's one that says, get fucked, goose. <laughs> Get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good one. I, I got a big goose passing overhead. Uh, goose swarm. No, it's not loading. Oh, well. Huge goosey. Huge. Besides that fucking goose. Why don't you don't not what it? I expected. Clarinet? What's a goose sound clarinet? I don't know. Let's listen to this. I almost hear it, yeah. It's, yeah, it gets kind of... Yeah. hear it. Yeah, you can't even tell them apart. No, that's, uh, that's, that's unbelievable. I never thought of using a, <laughs> a goose uh, clarinet for a goose call. It's very interesting. Very science, very cool, very legal. Yeah, yeah. More legal than most of the stuff on this show. <laughs> oh, God. What do we have on our notes? Do you have a topic, Cole? Why don't you bring something? Because I can't... Yeah, I got, I, got some, I got some more stuff to bring up. Uh, let, me, let me just consult my notes. What else did I have? Oh, yes. I was going to bring up how data is encoded and stored on floppy disks. Woo! Yeah, so... I mean... Tonight, I talk tonight about Amiga stuff sector. all the time, right? And so there's this there's this guy who built this thing that allow that allows you to you to like use a floppy disk drive with stuff or with stuff like WinUAE and other emulators. And he actually did a video discussing how data is actually encoded and stored on the drives. Okay. And so there's, it covers like physical storage. It covers, it actually, it covers like MFM encoding, auto gain that's used, a uh, bunch of different things, sync words. Mm -hmm. uh, let's let's hear about auto gain. Auto gain. The floppy drive includes special circuit called an auto gain amplifier. Mm. Auto gain is something you will have experienced, but without realizing what it was. Have you ever been on a call with someone and noticed the background hiss noise gets louder and louder when no one is talking? That's the auto gain. The idea is very simple. The drive head has an amplifier connected to it, which is controlled automatically. When no flux transitions are occurring, the amplifier slowly turns up the volume more and more until a flux transition is encountered. If nothing is encountered, this volume gets louder and louder until the background noise actually detects a flux transition. This is why an unformatted disc looks like random data, as each time it's read, the amplifier is at a different level and the background noise is random. When a signal is detected, the amplifier slowly turns down, and after a few transitions this will usually settle out to a suitable level. But how fast should this amplifier change the volume? If it's too slow, we may never read the data properly. 
but if it's too fast, we may constantly read a random noise. This is where the encoding specification comes in. In this case, PC and Amiga floppy drives expect the data to be MFM encoded. But what is MFM encoding? Good what? question, and to find out, you'll have to watch the video, which will be in the show notes. It's modified frequency modulation, right? Well, yes, but this actually <laughs> describes, like, how MFM is being used to encode bytes on the floppy drive. Yeah, I like that bit. What, what do you call it? Uh, to me, it's automatic gain control. It's an AGC that's a, feedback. That's what it is, bit. yeah. But he called he it says auto gain. He just auto-gain. leaves out the control. Uh, that's a it's shame. The control part's the most interesting part. If you didn't have control, anything could happen. That's what I always say. Well, there is there is control. It's implied. Yes. Ah, uh, yeah. But That's... yeah, I found that video really interesting. I thought it, I thought it was neat and something to to bring aboard. Yeah, and the music was popping too. Yeah, it was pretty decent music. I've got a, a sound clip. Maybe we can go with this. Let's see. This is Atari PC2 Floppy Failure 3 out of the Sonus library. Nice. Now I'm playing sound effects from the sound effects library. Hold on a second. Oh, what do you have? I believe I have a whole bunch of uh, a whole bunch okay, of well, disk drive well, sounds. Whether you're li- looking for that, I'm going to play a really cool disk sound. Have you ever heard an Euler's disk? No. It's a... It's a um, I thought that was a hockey puck. It is. And they, when you spin it on a mirror, it has this tendency to um, not quite fall. You know, it stays spinning for a long time, but it makes this really cool sound. Oh, shit, it's a two-minute... When you spin a hockey puck on a mirror. Yeah, that's it. And it sounds like this. But it's two minutes. It's going to take a long time for this to decay because it doesn't have a lot of friction. <laughs> this is just to be in the background. <laughs> what do you have? Do you have your clip? Yeah, just I'm um, gonna just open yeah, just it up it. with MPCHC because I don't know how. Yeah. Well, I'm listening. Oh. I'm getting excited. Wait, that's not that's not the that's not the right clip. That was this that was is a big titty video that I posted. <laughs> Here we go. What is this? Floppy sounds? Yeah. Oh man, it's industrial noises on Rare Encounter. The. Uh, the early Amigas didn't really didn't really know when to uh, stop moving the head, and so you'd get this you'd get this clicking sound, yeah. and that's that's the that's the head arm uh, bouncing off the stop, and you get that too. The uh, the old Commodore floppy drives for the 8-bit computers, like the the fifteen forty one floppy drive. What you'd do to make sure you knew what track you were on, you'd move the head 40 steps in or out. Okay. And then you'd know, like, you're either on the innermost track or the outermost track at the end of that, even though if you were already on, like, a close close to where you were, it would move a few times and then keep trying to move and just make clicking noises like that. And eventually, eventually, you'd need to get the head realigned. Jeez. Well, I've got my Euler's disc has been playing in the background. Let's check in with it. I think it's about ready. This is spun like a top, and it just takes forever. It's almost yeah, it's there. Getting there. There it goes. That was it. Hey! hey! That's a two two minute uh, wind down time on that. That was amazing. 
Those things are cool if you can get a, you can see a video of them where you can buy them as little kits where they give you a mirror and they give you a really precisely machined, uh, like hockey puck, metal hockey puck that you can spin like a quarter, you know, just like you can spin a quarter on your desk like that if your keyboard's not in the way. But it, but it lasts so long. Yeah, it lasts a lot longer than a quarter. Lasts that's for a, sure. Lasts a lot longer than me, that's for sure. Two minutes. Oh, yep. boy. Hey, speaking of stuff that, uh, I don't know, speaking of stuff that lasts long, how about those podcasts that are multiple hours apiece? Oh, yeah, like, uh, like No Agenda or Nick the Rat. Yeah. Well, or Hog Story. Or Hog Story. For, which is uh, one that I love listening to on Mondays and Thursdays. On Mondays and Thursdays with Car Blaines and uh, Fletcher. Yep. John Fletcher and Carolyn Blaney. Yeah. Did you catch all that stuff about ancient Egypt? Fuck ancient the, Egypt. The, um, the uh trying to take down the pyramid stones and trying to find a find a way into the riches that they think are inside those are like fascinating stories and then they had the sultan the the sultan's guy was trying to cover it up cover it up that's a fun he wasn't story. trying to cover it up he was trying to take it down he was trying to take down that pyramid that's why they started cutting into it apparently hmm i like the analysis the other historian guy who came on there he's like trying to contradict it he's just yeah, we don't think they were really doing that. We think they were looking for, like, treasure or some shit. That's why they didn't actually, like, start from the top. That was a fun fun yeah. bit. And, when, and once again, you, we find out why nobody trusts Aihuas. And I was yelling boroscope uh, at the podcast because at one point Fletcher said, what are those cameras that you stick inside the hole? And I said, boroscope! And that's what I said, just like that. But, of course, podcasts I have one. are one way. Podcasts are just one way, so you couldn't hear me. But this podcast, I have a boroscope. Is it uh, like the webcam kind, or is it the kind where it's the eyepiece? It is the kind where it's like you're holding this big, like radio-sized lump of plastic with an LCD screen on it. Ah, yeah. And you've got like you've got like a tube that's just like the 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 pipe is just like just wide enough that you could stick it up yourself for a good time. <laughs> Oh, God. Not I, that I've done that. I've actually used it to figure out, like, where I could run uh, cables in the house. Yeah. And I still have to find it to confirm that what I think is the is the end of the central vac pipe is where it is, so that when I clean out the garage and set up the central vac, it will actually be in the right place. Have you ever put the boroscope in the wall and kind of kept shoving it in, and then as you're watching the screen, it comes out, and you say, wait a minute, that's not in my house. That's someone else's room. No, fortunately, I haven't I haven't experienced, like, interdimensional portals in the walls of my home yet. Uh, no house of leaves here, huh? No. Oh, that's too bad. You know, that's a good I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty comfortable with it, with that not being there. No, uh, what the hell was his name? I was going to name drop him like I knew what the book was. David Navidson, I think, was his name. You know David Navidson? I don't know him. Yeah. I haven't even heard of him. I wonder what that author, the guy who wrote House of Leaves, I wonder what he did. He wrote like one book and no one ever heard from him again. Oh, God. Anyway, uh, we had Hog Maybe Story. Maybe he fell into the book. Hog Story had their uh, episode 259. Uh, Jagger's Boost? Jagger's Boost? And that's what you wrote down. That's what I wrote down. Is that the right one? It's uh, it's not Jaeger's boots. Well, is it? I see. Yep. Yeah, uh, Carolyn says yes. Yes. 
Well, she says yes. That, that's the that's the nice thing about having about having the host of Hog Story in the chat <laughs> while we do our episode. Oh, boy. They can they can tell us or correct us as we as we require. Well, someone else who was telling us stuff was uh, Lorian, Dame Delorean from Bowl After Bowl, which she does with Sir Spencer at bowlafterbowl.com. They had episode 113, uh, I'm sorry, 133. 133. Get my numbers right, man. Learn to count, dog. Uh, it's it, a magic number in there, dude. How how could you screw that up? Well, I read 1 and then I looked at the, so I looked at the first number and I saw one, and then I looked at the second number and I saw one three, so I said one thirteen. <laughs> if I looked at the third number, I would have seen one thirty three. You know, is uh, you should have looked at the third number and then said what you saw. I know, I know. Don't speak before you actually know. For that, for that, this would be more appropriate. Uh, the old I Elton John that sting. One in a while. The Elton John sting is what I'm going to call that one. <laughs> uh, but they did have what I did hear from them. Uh, I missed, I didn't listen to 133 yet, but I listened to 132, <laughs> Bulls with Buds. I got, I got up to the, I got up to the cocaine shit stain section in 133, but then I had to go to bed. Uh, it's been a bad day for podcasting or a bad couple days for podcasting for me because I'm uh, commuting a lot during the day. And it, the, despite the fact that I have multiple hours to, in the car, uh, I'm not in my car and I'm in a, <laughs> I'm carpooling with someone. And though it would be perfect if I could play some podcasts, because he'd be into this stuff. I'm looking at this damn iPhone. He has a uh, an aux cable, you know, like a stereo um, eighth, uh, what is it, eighth inch plug, something a 3.5 millimeter plug to you, I suppose, um, that you can TRS plug to pipe audio yeah. from your phone or whatever into the car. And I have an, and so it's, oh yeah, I'll put some stuff on. I'll just plug this into my iPhone. No, wait a minute. There's no fucking headphone jack. This is bullshit. Fucking Tim Apple. Tim Apple is a piece of shit. No iPhone jack. Come on. So no, in no my in my jack. rogue in my rogue, I have my cell phone. I have my cell phone uh, connected to the Bluetooth, so I can do like the hands-free calls. And for my tablet, where I actually keep like music and shit, I actually use the uh, I actually use the headphone jack into into an input jack. On the uh, or in input uh, plug or whatever, I, I'm I I never get those terminology right. But Plugs anyway, I use that for for playing audio. So when I want to listen to podcasts or I want to listen to my own music instead of like the local radio stations, then I don't have to worry about the two like trying to piss on each other. What you need to remember, so there's plugs and jacks, and the uh, they, that, those are the two things that connect together. And there's a plug, plugs and jacks, which one's female, which one's male. All you have to remember. Yeah, that's what I keep fucking up. All you have to remember is Jack's a lady. That's all you need to know. You know about that in Canada, Jack right? is a lady tonight. Jack is a lady. Jacking it in San Diego. I saw that clip from <laughs> South Park with... <laughs> Uh, they had the orchestra playing Jackin' It in San Diego. That was a fun, oh. fun bit. They they got an orchestra to play it for an ad for uh, South Park season. It was pretty good. But you know what did have a phone jack? My what? F- my flip phone. I had my flip phone with me, too. I didn't have any Android phone. I didn't have any of the Samsung or the Pixel. I got a whole... Hold on. It Your flip phone has a phone jack. My flip phone has... Like an RJ11. No, like a 3.5 millimeter TRS. A headphone jack. A headphone jack. The uh, the the thing is, we could plug that in, and the flip phone also has a radio in it. 
So instead of using the radio in the car, we were using the radio on the flip phone to listen to whatever was on there. It's amazing. And also, I couldn't remember RJ11 today for something else. So thank you for reminding me what the standard was. Yeah, RJ11, that's the one with the four wires. Yeah. Like the like the regular phones use. Like the plain old. RJ45 uh... or 8P8C is what's used for Ethernet. Uh, modern Ethernet. I mean, original Ethernet used BNC cables, for fuck's sake. Sometimes you can use those uh, RJ45s for serial ports and power. And uh, you used they, to use, they used to be used for keyboards. They used to be used for. Yeah, the, the, I've seen plenty. I've seen plenty of old terminal keyboards where, where at the end of the cable, it's uh, it's RJ11. Yeah, it's it's really easy because they're easy to crimp. The crimping tool is cheap. Which isn't always the case. Sometimes you get some connectors. Oh well, you want some trikes? Well, uh, you can pay out the ass for that, huh? Yeah, my my crimper my crimper has no problem with uh, RJ45 or RJ11. Hey, it's my pretty nice. My crimper's just fine. Thank you very much. Oh man, man. Any anybody anybody who who does who does networking, even like just their own networking, and doesn't have their own crimper. Is not doing it right. Well, you need it. What you need is you need a. Let's see. What do you need? You need a crimper. You need a stripper, and you need a lot of time on a weekend. Giggity 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 goo. <laughs> oh God, I'm running this way too long. Angry Tech News had uh, number twenty one homework destiny uh, with some news. I cannot speak intelligently about this. Sony to buy Bungie. What? I I no. see the headline. I don't. I have so Micro Microsoft's this. buying Activision Blizzard, and now Sony's buying Bungie. I know. iOS 15.4 emojis. I was going to make a joke about a rare encounter emoji, but I, I, I just read the note. What out would loud. a rare encounter emoji even even look like? What would what would be on there? Uh, I don't know. I think I could send some cold acids to people. Like, imagine if I wanted to get my point across. To Actually, my I I have an idea of what it would be. What would it be? It would be it would be a potato with cat ears. A potato with cat ears. That's it. You know, you could probably get a pregnant. <laughs> you could probably get a pregnant potato. Yeah. With uh, with the new uh, iOS, I think that's everyone's favorite one. Is the uh, the pregnant man emoji? <laughs> yeah, that's that's like what the fuck? Well, there's two kinds of people. There's someone who looks at that and says. Uh, fucking pregnant. What's the world coming to? And then there's people like me who look like look at this and say, "I'm sending pregnant men to all my friends immediately." You know. So, uh, um, Sir Emrose a... mentions that there was something he didn't mention on Angry Tech News, but as far as I'm concerned, is even worse. Yeah, Zynga is buying Take Two. Oh, Zynga! Is Zynga Take Two Interactive? Yeah. The Z uh, geez, Louise. I thought that, uh, well, shit, how big is Zenga anyway? They, they must be fucking huge. Hold on, hold on. No, it's the, apparently, it's the other way around. Okay, wait a minute. Uh, looking, looking <laughs> I just did a search. Take two is buying Zynga. Okay, there It's not Zynga buying take two. Okay, uh, that's, that's a bit of a relief. Th thanks, thanks, Sir Bembrose. I nearly fucking crapped myself. I, yeah, I I know Zenga was kind of big, but I didn't think they were that big. Take Two Interactive. Yeah, the guys who make Borderlands and Grand. Uh, what is it? 
Bioshock. Yeah, well, no, they published Grand Theft Auto because originally Grand Theft Auto was made yeah, by was, um, uh, DMA Design, the same guys that did Lemmings. All I know is Grand Theft Auto later versions were made by Rockstar Games. Uh, they made yes because th- D- because DMA Design became Rockstar North. Oh, okay, I got it. They made, but they were originally DMA designed. They made Lemmings, which was published by Psygnosis, and they made a bunch of other games. And they then they made, uh, then they made, yeah, so, and that just took off like crazy. So, what's the definitive best version of Lemmings? By the way, I tried to figure this out once because I wanted to play it, but I didn't want to play those stinking second tier Lemmings. I want to play the the real one, the good one. What version is Amiga? That? Amiga, uh, of course it is. Amiga. Yeah, of course it is. No bias here. No, actually, no bias. Uh, at the t- at the time, people were still targeting like CGA on the PC, right? Okay. And the the graphics capabilities of Commodore sixty four definitely would not live up to the level of graphical detail needed for Lemmings as well. Really. So I would say that yeah. Uh, Lemmings would be best on, on Amiga, and then probably second would be Atari ST if it was available there. I'm, I'm making a, I'm making a check of the original, yeah, it was on Super NES, uh, Mega Drive, aka, uh, the Genesis NES, Game Gear, uh, Lynx, it was available for CDI. Yep. It, it was on a CDI. lot of things. And so yeah. that's what I was running into is what should I be doing if I want to have the true Lemmings experience? I want to be cold. I want to be a Lemming. You want you want to play it on Amiga or Atari ST? Well, wait. But hold preferably, on. Hold on. Preferably well, Amiga. Wait. Did you say it was on Game Gear? Yeah. So hold on. I it, could there be was the a Lemming. I Sega could be. did a... <laughs> The guy who rubs his head and then explode, that could be me. Probe Entertainment, which got purchased by Acclaim, uh, did a port for Game Gear and Master System. Uh, Sunsoft, the Japanese developer and publisher, uh, produced, uh, uh, produced and developed ports for the Super NES and the Mega Drive. Yeah. Psychosis, of course... Psychosis, of course, published it on all the computer platforms, but they also did the porting for the uh, CPC, uh, 3DO, and Spectrum. Mm-hmm. Uh, DMA Design did it for the uh, Amiga and the ST port. <laughs> and Ocean Software did the NES port. Yeah. Sunsoft Video Games, creators of the fabulous Fester's Quest <laughs> and Blaster Master. Wait a minute, they got a lot of good titles here. Yeah, and Lemmings. Jeez. List of Sunsoft Video Games. Yeah. Fester's Quest, man. Superboy Alien. <laughs> Spy Hunter. It is, they published Spy Hunter. Alien Syndrome. A platoon on the <gasps> NES. Oh, Based shit. on the movie. They made Clock Tower. Have you ever seen Clock Tower? No, I don't think I have. Oh my god, that game's fucking scary. They did They did Tasmania for the Super NES. 
Jeez, you remember? Do you remember the Tasmania console games back then? <laughs> no, no, it was, it was pretty fun. What kind of game is a Tasmania? I know about Hobart. Tasmania was a was a platformer game starring Taz the Tasmanian Devil. Okay, Looney Tunes. Yes, uh, I remember games like that, but I didn't play a lot of those uh, tie-in stuff. I saw a bit of it. Uh, I more played the Tiny Toons Adventure game on the Genesis uh, back in those tiny, days. We're tiny, we're toony, we're all little loony. Well, are we done invading everyone's uh, ear earphones te- now? <laughs> Their phones, as we call them these days. The cool kids just call them phones. Yeah, I think they're getting tired of us. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. I'm getting tired of hold you. Hold on a second, hold on. Before right. we do that, we still have to, we still have to mention us. Uh, somebody who came in during the show Ooh. and no helipad is not making any sound for me for some reason well I'll but make, uh i'll you read that and i'll make the helipad sound right after you're finished all right fletcher sent in 1000 sats during the show yep and he says fletcher says boost boost and here you go fletcher here's boost. your boost here's your boost sound <laughs> Oh, God, that was erotic. That's not what I remember helipad sounding like. <laughs> what? I don't know what that was. What the I, fuck was that? that you, was, did you have, like, a wild pig in your apartment? I don't think I don't think the helicopter could start that morning. It was too cold, man. Uh, it was having a bad day. It needs a new battery. It's got to go to Canadian Tire. That's what has to happen. I, I suppose so. That or, that or it's made of bacon. <laughs> oh, God. Well... Write into show at rareencounter.net and tell me what lemming you would love to be. And we'll read it on next show. Until then, I'm Abel Kirby. I've been cold acid. Stay fruity, boys. Adios. She wasn't sad.